Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello, welcome to the Sexy Action News team. My name is Jay, joined by Troy. How are you, Troy? Sexy, apparently. <laughs> Good old little South Park reference scene that Aaron's playing the South Park game. Um, yeah, we've got a lot. It's been a big week of wrestling news again. Huge week. Obviously, there's a ton of AEW stuff because AEW had their big pay-per-view double or nothing this past week. And also, unfortunately, WWE did um, have some more very high-profile releases. So without further ado, let's get into it. So uh, WWE, as I've said, just mentioned about releases, uh, did release Alistair Black, Braun Strowman, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and Santana Garrett from uh, their contracts this week. Andrew Zarian from the Mat Men podcast and Fightful Select have both said they're thought to be more on the way as well. Dear, oh dear. <clears throat> I mean... I mean, Braun, I, uh, everyone was surprised about Braun. And I've, I've seen like some things about that. I believe I, I may have put them down here. Possibly. No, I didn't. Um, so I'll say it. No. Uh, yeah, Bra- Braun apparently, like, not long, not too long ago, like, signed like a massive contract, like, million dollar a year contract. Really? No. Yeah, and obviously WWE were barely using them at times. So it's weird though. He was in like a fucking like a world championship match only like a month ago. Like and he beat the best in the world, Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Oh, exactly, exactly. A year ago, he was universal champion from WrestleMania. He beat Goldberg. Yeah. That's mental. All, all so calm as a fucking bitch after what he was saying about all the the people who weren't signed by WWE. Yeah. This time last year. So, you know, Mm. oh boy. Um, (laughs) Have some salt and pepper with your serving of words. Yeah. I mean, I I think all of these people aren't going to struggle for work in the next couple of months. Maybe Braun, because he seems to think he's still worth that money Mm. that them on. And I think he's going to get like a rude awakening. Bit of a rude awakening when he's like not getting what he's asking for. Um, that being said, Billy Corgan's already said he wants Braun in NWA, and I think that'll be a great fit for him. Yeah, man. Yeah, it would be. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, just, I mean, for me, they're all, but Santana Garrett, I'm not too familiar with, but Buddy Murphy, yeah, they weren't really using him, but he's a fucking star. He's awesome. Ruby Riot is hugely disappointing for me that she's gone. Her and, her and Liv should have had the women's tag titles two years ago well interestingly um their no compete clause ends a couple of days before AEW's next pay-per-view all out oh really their their no compete clause ends like the wednesday before all out and obviously obviously all out's gonna have the women's casino battle royal with a wild card entrance 
Oh, do it. I, I'm calling it already. <laughs> it's probably going to be Ruby Rise. Yeah. Probably. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, that would be I, good. I, w- I absolutely would not be surprised. I think she's definitely going to go. Also, yeah. it's it's in Chicago. She's from not that far away. Okay. So it, she'd get like a hometown pop as well. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lana and I think, possibly go to AW just to be with Miro. <laughs> I, I want that. No I'd like brainer. that. I'd, I'd, I'd like it. it. I'd like it to manage Miro. They could even do like. Um, they could even do like Miro and Lana versus Kip and Penelope when Kip's fully healed up. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. to sell. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'd definitely be up for that. The, but the the most disappointing one there for me is Alistair Black. Oh, absolutely. Like, they just brought him back. They were doing a really compelling storyline with him. Um, he was going to be feuding with Big E, which was awesome. Yeah. Because um, that was like a little low-key dream match for me. And now we're not getting it. So that's sad, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, sticking on... Um, Alistair Black specifically. Uh, Fightful said about his release, Alistair Black's release is a puzzling one with WWE. While Thea Trinidad, a.k.a. Zelina Vega, was bought, uh, was back at the Performance Center recently, Fightful has not heard any specific plans for her. We've not heard an official contract has been signed or that she'd been factored into WWE creative plans for Black. Alistair Black was brought back to TV to kick off a feud of Big E, which we're told had no long-term endgame. And many of those associated with putting together the story didn't even know that he was being released. Recently, creative was told uh, creative was told to stop making pictures for Black, but weren't told why. Fucking hell! He... The thing, gone. The thing is, he asked for his release like six months ago, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, and they just kept him around. So, it was for him for like getting like a steady income coming in for like six months when he, he wasn't doing anything, but. Mm. Um, a guy like Alistair Black, he's so talented. Yeah. And he's such a he's such a unique and different performer. Yeah. Yeah. To pretty much anybody. Just like oh. how how do you how do you not have anything for Alistair Black? Like Booker T came out and said something ridiculous the other day. Oh like, Booker T's a fucking idiot though. Booker T's been Booker, T, Booker T's been huffing, huffing that devil's lettuce because he's talking pup. And fucking having some of that pink that Aaron's been huffing. Um, <laughs> I did read something the other day like um, he said Alistair, I saw that he said Alistair Black didn't make himself stand out enough it was like wow have you seen the have guy have seen him he looks Jesus. different to anyone else they've got in the company and anyone else that they have done for quite a few years as well not even yeah. like at the moment um, I mean like that's before we even go into the fact that he's literally the only Dutch fucking wrestler I think they've ever had yeah so yeah. His voice is already different because he's got an accent different to anyone we've already heard before. Yeah. Not that that makes much of a difference, but, you know, it's still... You can't something. say he's not set aside from the rest of the, the roster when, yeah, it's ridiculous. He um he did a stream the other day, he did one on his Instagram and uh, I think on Twitch as well. Um, and there was a couple of things that came out of that, actually. And he said during that, um, he revealed that after he'd had his feud with Kevin Owens, which is last match they had, was it a street fight or something? Which was really good. It was good. this it was really good street fight that was on Roya. Yeah. yeah. On the, it was on the draft, wasn't it? That was it. Um, he said after that, he was supposed to feud with Mysterio, uh, with the Mysterios, and was supposed to hold Ray's kid hostage as part of the storyline. 
Once that was wrapped up, he was planning on going after Buddy Murphy again and then Seth Rollins, as he was one he was one that made him his disciple. After Rollins, he wanted to go after The Fiend because it was The Fiend's actions that caused Rollins to turn heel and recruit Murphy as his disciple. Once The Fiend was taken care of, he wanted to go into a feud with Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself with the idea that he was going through and all the way up the ladder of events that caused him, uh, that caused him harm. That would have been really cool. It kind of feels like a bit of a Kill Bill storyline where he's just ticking people off his shit list. Yeah. That's a thing. We're, we're never getting that. Just, oh. The, the thing unreal. is, anything anything you do with him is probably going to be good because he's that talented. Yeah. yeah. he's And he's like, literally, I remember when he signed to NXT and like he, he made his debut and he had all the candles. and I remember when he first turned up at the NXT yeah. UK tournament. Against Pack. Against Pack. Fuck. Oh God, I hope we get that rematch in AEW. Oh yes, please. He's, he's already he's already teasing that he's gonna have a match with Mox somewhere. I saw that. <laughs> which I was like, yeah, get that in my fucking veins right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Tommy and versus John Moxley would be incredible. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and also Tommy and versus fucking Omega. Let's just do that as well. Yeah. Just just, just all of them. Pick. Let's just have them kick the living shit out of each other for 30 minutes. <laughs> have Alistair Black no sell a fucking V trigger at one point and then <laughs> kick out massive. one on the fucking one winged angel and Black Master so out his body. Give them all the belts. <laughs> have them keep them warm for Ricky Starks. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still on, sorry guys I'm still on a high from it having Ricky Starks win all the belts on AEW Elite GM this week um, <laughs> I, I, I got my dream to come true <laughs> <laughs> so moving on um, as I said earlier Matt Men's Andrew Zarian was told more WWE releases are coming these cuts will become a regular thing because WWE realised the roster got over, got bloated over the last few years well it is a fucking mad idea Stop signing talent just so AEW or fucking Impact or New Japan yeah. can't sign them. Stop hoarding talent. Yeah. Because there's some really talented people and you you've just got to look at like let let's let's go through like some of the people that have been released in the last like 12 months and what they've gone on to do. Ty Conti, mm-hmm. she's been a revelation in AEW since she signed. Yep. Um you, Eric Eric Young's stuff in Impact has been fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Even like the other side of things, like people who've like left earlier on and gone to Japan, like Juice Robinson, for example. Yeah, 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 definitely. Become a fucking huge star. Um, even make the argument for Cody, couldn't you? Look what he's done yeah. since he left WWE, yeah, yeah. and he was just there just to fucking make up numbers in WWE. And then that's before you even like factor in Miro, people. Miro, Brody, uh, Brody, fuck Brody, man, Jesus, like that's that's a that's another huge one. Yeah. Um, even guys like um, like they wanted to sign Thunder Rosa as a referee in NXT. Wow! They they wanted they wanted to sign Eddie Kingston to WWE as just a trainer. Jesus! And Serena like, Deeb. Serena Deeb was again just a trainer. She's arguably one of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now. Um, like it, it's it's just just this really um, selfish attitude. Like only we can have. You're not allowed to have them. Yeah. Even like look like Mike Canellis, who's someone who was absolutely awesome before he signed to WWE. And he had this criminally underused. Yeah, had his personal problems. Now he's back in Ring of Honor, killing it. And it's yeah. like, like 
I'm I'm all for WWE signing people. I'm not saying don't sign anybody. I'm it just just don't fucking squander talent because you want to sign someone that you know someone else has been looking at. Yeah. It's fucking like, daft. Yeah, and John Moxley's the obviously the bit before shining example. Yeah, the shining example of someone that WWE had that were misusing, and then he he's gone on to be like probably one of the most wrestlers in the world. Yeah, he's like one of the biggest wrestlers on the planet right now. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, it's just it's just infuriating. It's mm. so infuriating. It really is. Yeah. Uh, moving on. WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston spoke with five people in the WWE investor community, and none of them think that WWE's recent budget cuts are a sign that they are preparing to sell the company. There's been an awful lot of talk this week around that, and a lot of people thinking that these cuts are to basically well, make the company look look healthier, make profits look healthier, and more appealing to a potential buyer. So Nick Khan, who's like the guy who's kind of been responsible for a lot of these cuts and like a lot of the streamlining within the company. No relation role, to Tony. No relation to Tony. His role is the WWE president and also chief revenue officer. So it's his job to basically ensure the bottom line is as nice as looking as possible for them. Yeah. Now, I, I called to Holly, put a video up about this yesterday and there was a lot of really good points made there by Tom Campbell. It's only 10 minutes for anyone who wants to watch it. It's definitely worth watching. It's really, really informative. And it, it's basically like a, the, a lot of these things that you do within this company, uh, oh, sorry, within a company when you're preparing to sell it is make it as profitable as possible. Mm. If, they're, if they're literally getting rid of like dead weight, dead weight so to speak, and like, as I said, Braun was on like a million dollar contract. A lot of, a lot of these people that got released in the last like sort of like eighteen months were given monster deals because WWE were trying to stop them from going to AEW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I.e. the Good Brothers, Mike and Maria Canellas. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they've they've literally took like they did those like corporate releases last week, um, where they took about. I, th- I think it was like 80 people that got released in total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they basically took loads of departments and just merged them into one to streamline yeah, to streamlined. it. Streamlined, that's it. Um, I don't I don't think WWE are going to sell anytime soon. No, right. But I do think it's definitely on the horizon. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, makes, it makes too much sense that they'd be doing this kind of thing to prepare to sell it. Um, I mean, if someone like NBC were to buy it, they've already got Raw and NXT and they've got Peacock. The yeah. only thing they have got SmackDown, it'd be worth their money for that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot a lot of um, a, a lot of people have kind of compared what WWE are doing right now to kind of what Marvel did after Disney had bought them. Where Yeah, I heard someone mention that as well. They they went from they went from being like just Oh, we we do comics. Uh, we do comics. We do films. We do video games. We do mm-hmm. we do action figures. Yeah, they basically, yeah, basically to turn it into like this gigantic universe, uh, as opposed to a wrestling company. And that's that's what Vince yeah. has wanted for years. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Nick Nick Khan's like a guy who worked in Hollywood before and all that, and oh, okay. that's that that's why. He, 
that's why he's been brought in. He's got all these connections to Hollywood. He's apparently he's played the part in some some of these like sort of like um, business deals they've done and bringing in certain celebrities and stuff like that. Right, right. A lot of a lot of this stuff, like the Army of the Dead thing, yeah. which WWE made a fortune off. Really, that wasn't that was absolutely a Nick Khan deal. Right, right. Nick Khan's obviously trying to um, get a merger with New Japan at the moment because he he, he gets how profitable it is. Yeah. Um, at the same time, maybe while they're doing all this, they should look at getting some better fucking writers because. Poor. Raw's fucking detritus. Absolute <laughs> gutter snipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. But yeah. Um I, I while as I say, while while I don't see them doing it anytime soon, it, it's probably as morbid as this is, it's probably preparations for Vinnie Mac when he does kick the out bucket. Mm. When he's like 108 in 20 <laughs> years' time. Yeah, we've still got him for another 25, 30 years. <laughs> he'll, oh, he'll live till he's in his fucking hundred and in, into his hundreds. Easy. His mum's like a hundred and fucking four, isn't she? Or something like that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> moving on anyway. Um, once again, back once again with the Andrew Zarian. Deep or damage your power to the people. Um, <laughs> uh, Andrew Zarian and Matt Men's podcast has said to expect all the big names that make sense at SummerSlam 2021. Brock Lesnar returns to w- Brock Lesnar's return to WWE was specifically cited as part of the early plans for the event, with the challenge being to find a proper story and match to justify his pay. Um, I don't know if you saw, but he's got a perfectly been- good Lashley there. Well, that's the thing. Also, there's a ready-made storyline with Heyman now that he's aligned himself with Roman too. If he takes it, say he comes back, SummerSlam, takes the belt off Bobby, goes into Survivor Series, Universal versus WWE champion, custody of Paul Heyman. I'm there for it. I'm there for it. (laughs) But did you notice, I don't know if you've seen, on WWE's roster, Brock's been added back into current superstars and out of alumni. Really? Yeah, haven't seen that. No. Yep. I mean, we've we've been speculating for ages, haven't we? Yeah. Heyman, yeah, yeah. Heyman, all but said Brock will be back when the fans are back. Yeah. Coincidental, they're just starting a tour with fans back, and his name's now surfaced. I would not be surprised in the slightest if Brock shown up on that first SmackDown with fans back. Oh, before Money in the Bank. He's going to win Money in the Bank again. Two-time Money in the Bank winner. I'm, I'm just going to... I mean, I wouldn't say that. I think he's probably going to either save us then or save us the roar after. Take out Big Bob Lashley. Big Bob Lashley. I think he's going to come back, win Money in the Bank. He's going to face Lashley at SummerSlam. He's going to beat Lashley for the belt and then he's going to cash in Money in the Bank on Roman. He's going to unify the belts. All the belts. All the belts. All, All the, belts, the belts, Brock Lesnar. I've Voltaverse Brock at him at a Survivor Series because Brock's got both the world titles. Yes. Do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think... Wasn't Bobby Lashley promised a match against Brock when he signed? I think so, yeah. He's been petitioning so, for it from day one. And everyone wants to see that because it's yeah, be awesome. 
this current Lashley as well. Like, oh yeah, awesome. La- if you Lash- said this to me Lashley- like a year or so ago, I'd have gone. Eh, I but- mean, Lashley's gimmick and his work at the moment is basically Brock, but working all the time. But but showing up. But yeah. we- but he works every week. Yeah. Down down to his style, down to like some of the fucking mad bumps he takes, just because it's it's Cause good. Because fu- fuck it, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh God, I I really want that now. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as I'm I I'd send, <laughs> I'd send a message to some mates in a WhatsApp group and was like, "Oh, have you seen uh, Brock's been added back to like current roster rather than the alumni?" And they were just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, really?" And I was like, "How do you not want Brock against Bobby?" Are you mental? But I think I think Brock gets a bit of a bad rap. Like obviously he's he he doesn't show up every week, but can I think it boss. Cover, yeah. Oh. And when he's when he's invested in a storyline as well. Yeah, exactly. Like when he's interested, like look at his match with Ballet. Mm. When he's interested, he's yeah. he's proper into it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And this one against Daniel Bryan when Bryan oh, was hail. That was such a good match. Awesome. So much fun. As much with AJ the year before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Fightful reported that two-night WrestleMania <coughs> seems to be a hit, at least with the talent and staff that they've spoken to. Talent that Fightful had heard back from uh, enjoyed the two-night move, citing the lack of crowd exhaustion Uh, citing a lack of crowd exhaustion as a huge benefit. It was also speculated among talent that WWE avoiding the announcement of a certain date for the 2022 WrestleMania event has the company considering continue the two-night method. There were multiple staff and wrestlers that we spoke to that said they were vocal to management about their preference. I'd love it to be two nights again. I mean, I'm planning on going next year, and I definitely prefer it to be two nights if someone sat in a crowd. I think from a fan perspective as well. Like the only, the only WrestleMania I've been to was 30 and it was like, that was like kind of like the last one before it was like a fucking eight hour show. Yeah. Or, or was it, was it 32? It was like, actually no, 31 wasn't that long, was it? Um, no. But yeah, it's it just, you don't need to do eight hours of fucking wrestling when you can do no. two nights, four hours. Wrestling how- does it. And that's loads of fun. Wrestle Kingdom yeah, flies by. Yeah, but Wrestle Kingdom is like legit a six-hour fucking show tonight. Like, yeah. It, it's just because it's fucking, it's just it's a non-stop awesome wrestling. Yeah. You've not got filler. fucking, you've not got filler, you've not got projections on the, on the fucking well, map. I don't know. You say there's no filler. <laughs> yeah. No, but even the filler matches like flew by. Mm. Like the King even of the Pro matches, Wrestling. Yeah, even the matches where we weren't really that asked about, it went really quick. So that's true. That's true. That yeah. that's just that's just something New Japan seemed to do really well. Also, yeah. I think the other the other thing, on a purely selfish point of view for us, that we've got to remember is when we're watching Wrestle Kingdom, it's like eight AM. Yeah, as opposed so to one AM. We've yeah, we we've only just woke up as opposed to us only just about to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not waiting for our bed. We're just we're just starting our day. So that's probably why it flies a bit quicker as well. But yeah, like two night WrestleMania, it makes sense. Especially if they've got like a full fucking, if they've sold out the arena. Yeah. Like this time next year, they could have, a, they, they could have all the fans back. 
I mean, AW did this fucking weekend. Yeah. So if that's the case, then that why would why would they not have it's two no, gates? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. You, they know people, there's going to be people who buy tickets for both nights. I'll be one of them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um. Yeah, it just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, something else that makes a lot of sense is that Molly Holly had the tryout as a producer for WWE this week on Raw. Awesome. Um, she's going to be back, back for the next few weeks, which is a good sign that she'll be kept on. Um, yeah, I mean, Molly Holly, um, you've just got to listen to Beth Phoenix's uh, Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. About how important Molly Holly was to her career. Mm-hmm. Um and how good a mentor she was. And even like you look at like when she was actually wrestling for WWE and some of the people she mentored there, like Trish, um, obviously being the big name, uh, Victoria to a degree. And yeah, it yeah, just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Makes all the sense in the world. A no brainer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, yeah, the women's division needs something, and it's not necessarily more wrestlers because the 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 girls there are, are good. It just needs a good creative steer, and they'll shot definitely in get the arm. Yeah, they'll definitely get that in Molly Holly. Um, yeah. Umberto Carrillo broke Sheamus's nose on Raw this week. I bet he loved that. Sheamus though, because he's a big hard bastard, isn't set to miss any time off. Yeah, Shame Sheamus posted a picture of his nose. Uh, this week and it looked like a thumb. It was, <laughs> it was dreadful. He, he and looked. He, and Seth broached Cena's nose and it was just it was, on his it cheek. Wasn't as bad, it wasn't as bad as <laughs> Cena's, but he looked like he, he had like a knuckle in the middle of his nose. Jesus Christ! It was upsetting. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, testament good, good to be, the durability of Sheamus. Though. I, I was gonna say, good to see Sheamus isn't missing any time because he's been fucking killing it the last year. Yeah. You've been outstanding. Absolute mm-hmm. unsung hero on WWE, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and final month for WWE. Um, PW Insider has learned that Miss TV and the Beat the Clock segments with Charlotte Flair that opened this week's Raw went about 10 minutes too long. Vince McMahon wasn't happy about this, and it led to the order of other segments on the show being shuffled around. Not like Vince to change things around it during the fucking Raw, is it? <laughs> Um, Quel supri. <laughs> yeah, that's pants. I, I mean, the, the thing I've got to ask about that is Charlotte Flair wrestled in a minute, beat the challenge, beat the clock challenge. Sorry, she had a minute to win a match. So, how did that go 10 minutes over? <laughs> and the Miss TV segment was. Not that I mean it was long. It dragged, but it wasn't that it was dragged because it was bad. It was didn't drag because it was long. Mm-hmm. So was he expecting like two minutes for each? I it's I don't know. I I don't need either of these on my TV. I know that whether they go one minute or ten minutes too long. I'm fed up. Beat the clock beat things are nonsense. I don't I don't mind. So I don't mind uh, beat the clock. Um, that that's all right. Um, Is it just going to get less and less everywhere? Are they going to have it next week? What, five seconds it, to beat the clock? It, it's the fact, that it's the way they've done it. Like the fact that they both said, oh, Nikki Cross is shit. I can beat her in two minutes and then Rhea couldn't and then Sean. <laughs> I'll wipe the floor within a minute and then she couldn't. It's like, 
you know, if you're saying she's so shit that you can't beat her, mm-hmm. but you can beat her in that much time, and then she fucking holds on, that makes all of you look shit. Just yeah. don't be, just be better. Be better. Punk's fucking quote uh, perfect about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that about the Hollywood Which, blockbuster film or something like that. Yeah. A lot of the nincompoop writers who don't have a clue what to talk about write for an audience of one in a language that no one really speaks anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but but everyone still watches anyway because they like movies. <laughs> wow. Fucking, he's, he's right though. That's the thing. He's, like he's when, been saving that one up for a while, hasn't he? <laughs> when when Punk says shit like that about re- like WWE, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, his name lo- on the head. Love, love him or hate him, he's always right with everything. Like, yeah, every single fucking analysis he makes of it's true. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, NXT. Uh, WWE is reloading after their recent releases. It would seem Fightful reportedly. Uh, sorry, Fightful reported recently. Uh, that they have several call-ups on the horizon and WWE officials were at the Performance Centre taking in the PC Live matches on Thursday. Uh, Performance Centre Live or PC Live are in-house events uh, which were informed, um, sorry, uh, and we were informed, uh, said Fightful, that Bruce Pritchard, Canyon Seaman, Johnny Ace, Jamie Noble and Matt Bloom were all taking, uh, all there taking in-practice matches on the actual event on Thursday. Bloody hell, get through that one, put my teeth back in. <laughs> Conspicuous by his absence there, Triple H. Mm. Which is interesting, because obviously, like, Triple H is always very, you're not taking this guy unless yeah. you've got something for him. Yeah. Which clearly goes well, because look at the way call-ups have gone recently. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <and>, Fleet. <clears throat> yeah, fuck me. Um at least that person who put the fucking black thing up about Keith Lee was wrong. I couldn't, I couldn't have handled that. You what? Oh, someone put like a fake report of the next like round of releases. Oh, I saw that. Keith Lee was on it and Umberto and yeah. Gaza. Um, <laughs> Liv Morgan, someone else. But it was, it was, anyway, that was bullshit, thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it all, it all depends, doesn't it? Really, like who the who they actually want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been talk that Adam Cole's been going been going up for ages. There's been talk that Balor's going back. No. Um, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless they, unless they do something to fucking fix Raw. I mean, I, the, the idea I'd have is just give fucking Raw NXT's writers. Yeah. Get Triple H running Raw. Because he's been doing... He's been overseeing a few things on SmackDown, hasn't he, in the last like couple of months? Mm-hmm. And SmackDown's been fucking leaps and bounds yeah. above Raw. Like talk about night and day, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's always worrying hearing about call ups these days because other than mm-hmm. Damian Priest, and even then, they're walking a fine fucking line. Um, most of these call ups have been dog shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Moving on, more NXT news. Uh, NXT is set to go back on tour of their Florida loop in July. Uh, Melter reports the idea would be to run in the usual 200 to 400 seat builds they were running before when they ran Central and Northern Florida, which they called the Coconut Loop. The Coconut Loop. Is that all it was? Two to 400? They're not that big at all? Yeah. 
No, they do like they do like tiny venues to kind of get like people used to working in front of a crowd. Oh, okay. Interestingly that's enough, one of the one of the things that came out that was in Mason T Bar as a team. Really? Yeah, like years ago. Oh, okay. And he started pushing Dijakovic on his yeah, own, yeah. and then made him uh, T Bar again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But, yeah. See what happens with that. That'd, that'd be interesting. Yep. Should we talk some AEW? Let's 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 talk about some good wrestling. Some good wrestling and some really good news to kick off AEW. Hangman yes. Adam Page and his partner are expecting a baby. Congratulations! Stupid Amazing. Second Hangman. Um, <laughs> yeah, congratulations indeed. He's probably going to fucking put away a shit ton of whiskeys to celebrate that one. Yes, boy. Um, but yeah, couldn't happen. Couldn't happen to a nice fellow. though. He, he seems like a good one of the good guys for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, not just because he's a baby face. Um, <laughs> moving on, AW announced the signing of the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. This was a fucking big surprise. Jesus, it was. Yeah, man. Me and Big Tasty kind of touched on this a bit on the Double or Nothing review um, as well, just about how like good an acquisition it was. And Mark Henry was like responsible for a lot of scouting in WWE. He signed mm-hmm. people like Braun, Bianca Belair, to yeah. name a few. Um, there was someone else who was quite big, but I can't remember who it was off the time. Oh, Otis. Um, oh, okay. So, obviously, eye for talent. Uh, I think he'd be a great uh, trainer. He's also going to be a colour analyst on um, on Rampage, so kind of like a commentator. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's weird to colour commentators, like the person who's like calling the action, isn't it? Like yeah. Michael Cole. Oh, Michael Cole, yeah. And then, the analyst part would be that as well. But mm. then, they said, then Tony Khan said he's going to have a commentator as well, who's someone who's an AEW wrestler. It's heavily, heavily rumored it's going to be Jericho. Oh, okay. Mark Henry and Jericho doing commentary would be pretty good. So good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark Henry spoke about his new multi-year deal uh, as an analyst and trainer for AEW on his busted open radio show this week. He said, my deal was up. It, it's not something that was recent. I can go back five or six months and I want the position in the WWE office. I talked to Vince himself and he said, write it up. You're somebody I'd listen to. I was told there was a lot of cleaning house and cuts that were happening and there were, there were a lot to come. I had seen hundreds in the company go. I felt valuable enough that I wasn't going anywhere. When your deal comes up and the rights come up as to where you're going to go next, I wanted to do more. I always want to do more. If I can't get that opportunity, I'll have to look for the opportunity somewhere else. He's getting um, back in the ring, isn't he? he well, he's... He's getting in ring shape and looks yeah. incredible. Ludicrously good. And he's um Yeah. Um I, I mean, even just as like a mentor for like some of these like some of the talent in the roster, like big big show's been doing a similar thing where he's been like sort of mentoring the big guys. Um I, I guess Mark Henry could do that as well. Um I I just just looking at the training staff in AEW, it's insane. Like the wealth of like knowledge they've got there. They've got Jerry Lynn, Malenko, um, Big Show, Mark Henry, Jake Roberts, Jake Roberts, Dustin Rhodes, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Absolute scholars of the game. It's yeah. Um like the future, the future's very bright for some of their guys they've got. Yeah. Um and it, this is for for me, this is probably the best acquisition they've made out of like people like that. Yeah. As yeah, far yeah. as like a behind the scenes one, because 
uh, as as I've touched on, he's like a brilliant, like one of the best eyes for talents around. Mm. And you know for a fact he's going to be. It, I, apparently, him and Tony Khan are quite like good friends anyway. So you know for a fact he's going to be like in Tony's ear a lot. Yeah. About yeah, you need to look at this guy, or you need to look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, be interesting yeah. um, with obviously Gable Steven Stevenson was another one who's like been t- very very heavily hinted that he's going to WWE. Oh yeah yeah yeah, because his brother's but, out already, isn't he? Yeah, and he's very good mates with Brock and Heyman. Mm. But whether he whether he um whether he goes there or he. Might have his ear turned by AW now, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, great acquisition, but, as you say. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what, uh, like, what work he can do on commentary as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, AW let the contracts of Shanna and Awesome Kong expire this week. Kong had been dealing with injuries and wasn't cleared to wrestle, which meant that she couldn't uh, coach talent either. Fightful has heard back as far as April to not expect Shanna back in the company as there were some issues with her and some of the other wrestlers, namely extras and how they felt treated by her. Damn. It's a shame. So Awesome yeah. Kong, especially. Yeah. I mean, Awesome Kong may like, I, I don't know what the extent of her injury was, um, but she hadn't wrestled like since before the pandemic. Yeah. She got written off TV. Obviously, she was meant to be doing meant to be doing the new series of Glow, so that's why she got written off. But and then that got cancelled. Apparently, she got injured before that as well. Mm. Um, if she's not cleared, that sounds like it could be like a head injury or something. Yeah, you'd imagine. Um, but especially if like she wasn't cleared to actually coach ta- talents either, that sounds like it could be something really serious. So hopefully, mm. she's all right. As for Shanna. Um, she, she that's a shame as well because she seemed like a really talented wrestler. Um, but yeah, if she, she's been an asshole to people, can't have that. <laughs> no, but especially people are bringing in like as extras because, like, you never know. Look at you, obviously, we look at the um, there's the meme of fucking Samoa Joe shoving MJF on like a takeover. Oh, yeah, yeah, you never know who you could end up working with, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryback slapping the piss out of poor Ricky Starks. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> now now look who's the biggest star there. Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks, win all the belts in the world. <laughs> Time to shine. Um, <laughs> moving on anyway. Um, <laughs> Fightful reported stadium stampede to pl- uh, place at AW's du- double or nothing, but were, uh, but they were told that uh, most of it was filmed on Thursday with additional footage Friday. Those we heard of said that Evan Meyer was happy to do the cameo and appeared to enjoy himself on set. The Edson process was put over as it was, as it was a pretty swift turnaround, considering what they filmed and also because they were filming Dynamite the Friday as well. Yeah. Um, those we spoke to backstage were happy with how it came across and how the live element was integrated. Um, it's pretty seamless, I thought. It was- yeah, they apparently. Um, they got in a fight coordinator from uh, the John Wick films. Oh, really? To like make it feel more like a real fight quality. So that, that's really cool. Um, yeah, really cool. I mean, again, you look at this stadium stampede. You can't even compare it to the other one because it is night and day. 
Yeah. Like the, the other one was a bit more like sort of like 80s cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. It was just It was just batshit crazy. Um, and this one was like an actual like okay. blood fight. Blood, yeah. Um, yeah. Which it deserved, like it needed, like it's that type of feud that lends itself to, yeah. Yeah, especially the pinnacle and the inner circle. Like they're really, really, really taking it to each other mm. these days. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I loved that. Them. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, last little bit of AEW news uh, and sticking with Double or Nothing, a man that made his debut in the Casino Battle Royale, Leo Rush, uh, is not signed to AEW, but appearing on a handshake agreement. Rush is currently signed to New Japan uh, and has been appearing on their New Japan uh, Strong shows. Uh, he's also signed with is it MLW as well. I'm guessing he's on a handshake with them as well. Hmm. They've they've not announced them in like their draft yet, where they're like announcing the whole the whole yeah, roster yeah. of people who are returning. Yeah, hmm. uh, because I I think the way their contracts work is like a season thing, seasonal thing. So, oh okay, like, like a shorter uh, term contract. Not not necessarily a short term thing because they do it in like seasons and then they'll have like an off season. Oh okay, um, I see. They like they're currently doing like their thing where they're building up their next series of talents. Right, right. Also, Leo Rush did lose his MLW middleweight title on their last show, on their season on. So, yeah. there's every possibility that that could have been like his sort of farewell to mm-hmm. the company. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever he does, he's an entertaining wrestler, isn't he? He's oh, gonna, brilliant. So good. He, it felt, it was weird him being in that like casino battle royal because it felt like he didn't really get enough time to really showcase. No. Nah. To people who weren't familiar with him, and he got like a big pop as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be intrigued to see what AEW do with him. I, mm. I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be against seeing a Leo Rush answering a Miro open challenge somewhere down the line. Ooh. Get some, get some spicy, spicy TNT title action from that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so well, while we're on the subject of Leo Rush and MLW, let's talk about the round three of the draft. They announced another four people who will be returning next next uh, season in July. Um, so first and foremost, uh, Savio Vega and Zenshi are the two that return. Savio Vega, wow. Yeah, um, he, he's going to be feuding with um, with El Jefe as well. In Azteca on the ground, <laughs> so already excited about that. Yeah, because the storyline being that El Jefe bought Savio Vega's company from behind his back. Um, awesome. Zenshi, I'm not too familiar with, but he looked like he was he was a luchador. Looks sorry. Okay. Uh, and then the t- the two that are very exciting, uh, obviously because they're, they're signing a lot of luchadors because they've got Azteca on the ground and mm-hmm. being. A kind of like spiritual success the lucha on the ground they need to get a lot of luchadors yeah. um first off was aramis who conan they had a quote from conan actually said was like a once in a generation talent really yeah like a once in a lifetime luchador the words he actually used um they, they showed like a little sizzle reel from me looked looked mental um so that, that's probably a good sign and and the other one, which I'm more excited about, is Lee Moriarty, who yes. he's done, done a lot of stuff for GCW. Um, he ended Warhorse's historic reign 
as the independent wrestling TV champion. Uh, and Warhorse held that belt for like two and a half years, and he, he was the guy who Warhorse like lost to. Uh, also does the designs for Danhausen's merchandise. So oh really? Yeah, top guy in there. Um, awesome. But yeah, he's he's a really really good hybrid athlete. Um, mm. He's got like reminds me a bit of Akid in the sense that he's got like loads of different styles. He can kind of pick him from like yeah yeah. Got he's got like MMA background. He's got um, some Lucha Libre stuff he can do. Some more, more technical stuff. He's just a really, really good wrestler. Um, Quality. And I'm glad to see him getting a bit of a spotlight on on this. Indeed. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I've been keeping little tabs on that MLW draft, and there's some really good names in there. So I might might take a bit of time out to watch it. I'm, I'm going to watch the first show back because it's on YouTube as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they put it. They put it on. It's either just before Dynamite or just after Dynamite. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, a, it's a bone on Wednesday. Plus, uh, Azteca on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, for rest of the world and news as a whole, NWA announced the full card for their pay per view on Sunday, uh, titled "When Our Shadows Fall." Uh, matches on that card include uh, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. Oh, yes. NWA Women's World Championship, Serena Deeb versus Camille. Uh, NWA Tag Team Championships, Aaron Stevens and Kratos versus The War Kings and Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer. Thunder Rosa and Melina versus Kylie Ray and Taryn Terrell. Tyrus versus the Pope. Uh, there must be a winner, non-title match. JTG versus Fred Rosser and a fatal four-way match. The End versus Mecha Wolf and Bestia 666 versus Marsh Rocket and Slice Boogie versus Sam Brudo and Sal Renaro. Wow, that sounds fun. Sal Renaro. Um, Just the whole thing. Sounds bloody awesome. Yeah, it does. Uh, the Walkings will be giving Big Tasty some PTSD because Crimson's one and a half of them. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the end kind of make up for that because you've got uh, Odinson and Paro who are just beasts. Um, beasts. <laughs> JTG, the J stands for Jack these days because he's fucking huge. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I, I think that's when Serena's going to drop that NWA Women's Championship. Do you reckon? Um, yeah, Camille was kind of being like sort of built up to be the person to dethrone Thunder Rosa in the first place. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ, I've just looked up the end, the tag team. They are absolute the big, monsters. They're big lads, aren't they? Um, Good grief. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the end, the end had a, a gauntlet match that Big Tasty was excited for on um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, the Twink Gauntlet, where Oh uh, yeah, they just beat up a load of people smaller than those. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of like names there that NWA managed to get. They were ex WWE people, obviously, like Chris Donis as Chris Masters, um, Aaron Stevens, Aaron Stevens, Damian Sandow, um, Melina. Well, obviously, that's Melina. Taron Terrell uh, was Murdoch. Impact. Trevor Murdoch, uh, Tyrus is Brothers Clay, and the Pope is Elijah Bay. Um, but he loves Fred Ross is Darren Young, JTG, mm-hmm. JTG. Um, 
even guys like Mechawolf have appeared on like 205 Live and stuff like that. Really? Um, yeah, I think Marsh Rocket, I recognize the name, but I don't know where from. I couldn't, I didn't have time to Google them before we start started. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a really fun pay-per-view. I'm really tempted to actually buy it. Um, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. And if if I've, I've not, it's one of those things that like I've really been gutted about, like because of like the timing of things. Um, I've had to prioritize NXT over NWA, so I've not really been able to keep up. But it sounds like Murdoch could be the guy to take the belt off Alders. Yeah, I think you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. That's yeah. Again, they they were slow building Murdoch to be the person to beat Nick Alders um, for a while. They yeah. they actually um, <clears throat> originally. And this this is where this is where it hurts my heart. It was originally they were teasing it was going to be Ricky Starks. I know. Oh. And then Ricky Starks left NWA and went to AEW, and now he's like one of the fucking best wrestlers ever. Yes, um, boy. Because they didn't have him as a baby face; they just had him as a fucking heel, like he should be. <laughs> An absolute dickhead. You don't want him as a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, either way, I, I think this is kind of like the beginning of like their turning point of NWA getting back on track to where they were before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they put, can pull out here. Very, very much so. That's it. That's the news. The news. Another one in the bag. Another in the bag. Um, I'm sure we've missed stuff, um, but oh well. <laughs> well, if we have, we'll let us know. Me. Give us a yeah. shout on social media. Give us a shout on Discord at Untitled Rest Pod or on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of the uh, the topics and, and news points that we discussed today. Until yeah. next time, though, I mean, the Discord's well, been loaded with us all get all getting angry about Alistair Black being fired, doesn't it? Yes, it has. <laughs> that, the oh, last geez. couple of days, just people ranting about Alistair Black losing his job, which obviously. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Tatty, bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits, they also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.